Hello and welcome to Conversations Need To Be Had. I'm your host, Chantel Gabriella Jazz, and I'm here with Karis. Hey. And we're just going to be having a conversation. Um, and the question is, what inspired you to get into fashion? Hmm. What inspired me to get into fashion um, was... Um, it all kind of kicked off when I was about 10, 11. Um, and my mum showed me a documentary about these two designers. Um, I can't even remember who they are, but I remember watching it and being really, really, really inspired by their story and their process. Um, it, it resonated with me. I think a part of their motivation was that they didn't have um, a lot of money. And so the way that they did things was reflective of that. And that when I was a kid, um, we also didn't have a lot of money. So then I was like, oh, like, yeah, I guess like you could design your own stuff. And obviously seeing that as a kid mm. definitely inspired me and planted a seed. Before that, I was like, you know, everyone always says that's creative. You know, creative from, from young. It was always there. Um, my parents really encouraged that um, and the people, the adults that knew me. So every Christmas and birthday and whatever else, I would get like paint sets or like, you know, easel or canvases or Brilliant. whatever. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like what sparked it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So how do you feel about the industry? How do I feel about the industry? Um, when I first got into it um, I did question whether or not it was a path that I wanted to take um, it was actually prior to the dream of being in fashion okay. there was a dream of being a singer um, and then I think after there was a dream of like being a politician but what kind of stopped me with all of those things I know right <laughs> really <laughs> I thought I could make difference but you know mm. growing up and the thing with all of those industries that I realized what, what people would say is that they were ultimately like perverse and you know mm. a lot of either dark stuff happened particularly in music and then with um politics like mm. red tape and mm. um politics um, <laughs> politics on politics <laughs> um so the same kind of thing almost happened with fashion um but what kind of swung me to go with it and um was like the fact that um I was I was also waking up at the same time and I decided that doing this brand would be a good way to communicate what I was experiencing. Mm. So I was aware that fashion was weird. And yeah, when I got into it, um, I kind of let my morals guide me. So I didn't um, fully indulge myself in all of what fashion has to offer, especially in terms of networking. Mm. Um, so I... I, um, I had my brand or whatever... Um, but, and I did fast stuff like Fashion Week and, you know, interning at magazines or whatever. But um, I didn't, as I said, do too much of the networking because that's where I saw a lot of um, 
like the toxic personalities. There's a lot of like really insecure people in the fashion industry and it's masked with a lot of ego and judgment. <laughs> and so, you know, like if you work in fashion or certain people that used to work in fashion, it would, you know, people would look down on you like, well, who are you? Like, you know, what have you done? You know, like the way you dress, like are you like, legit like the creme de la creme type of thing mm. and this is not necessarily things that people would say to your face mm. um but you can you can read it um mm. and obviously because it's quite a gay men dominated industry white gay men yeah yeah you have to put the white there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so you know generally speaking those kinds of people that work in the creative industry have a very particular kind of personality mm-hmm. it's interesting that someone said to me that um there's a, a type of um gay man that like buy into or become that stereotype but the stereotype is actually a sassy black woman yes yes My yes we discovered that a long time in the lgbt community oh. <laughs> we've been dealing with that yeah it's crazy. And even when you you say about the LGBT community, it's interesting, like, the last... QI, sorry. Girl, odd things. A and... Yeah, 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 yeah. Excuse me if I don't know the right vernacular. You know that one. Jeez. So that whole community, for a long time, didn't consider myself a part of it because I felt like maybe like a lot of women with feminism like it's not representative mm. of who who they are and how they feel and they don't necessarily they're not necessarily saying those exact same messages um a lot of my friends are gay or queer um i think i have probably equal amounts of both but i'm aware mm. um and so like they they would call me queer and then when i started to think about what that meant to them then i could see how they would give me that title and so in a way I kind of accepted it I've used it a couple of times but personally I'm not really too big on titles and boxes mm. and all that kind of thing mm. sometimes it's necessary for communication but um yeah and then like I am bisexual and my first um attractions were to women um and even recently uh, going back over that Again, I find it interesting that I didn't really identify with that community um, when I was a kid. I was quite tomboyish, but I could flip between the two of being tomboyish and being feminine. And my mum didn't force me to be a like a girly girl if I like to play with toy cars or Ninja Turtles or dress like how mm. little boys dress. It wasn't a big deal. Um, and recently, because of everything that's happening, I do and will start including myself in that community more. Like, mm. I have referenced it more and stuff because there's a lot happening um, at this interesting time in the human story. Mm. Um, and I feel like anyone that is deeply moved by something and something affects them and they have something to add to this story um, in terms of the new direction, I feel that we should make our voices heard mm. um, in whatever way that we see fit. Um, mm. 
Yeah, because it's it's that time, especially this year, these first four months of the year, like mm. we're we're setting that foundation, mm. cementing it, cementing, <laughs> solid, cementing. <laughs> proper solid, proper thing. So then you had so you had to overcome that that barrier, those white gay men. So how did you, how did you maintain yourself? Like how did you overcome them? So it was completely my spiritual journey. Um, and then I think DNA or whatever might play a a bit, you know, like having them that strong, uh, like my mum's very strong, um, and there are loads of strong characters in my family. So, um, I guess I, I pulled from that kind of strength and, um, when I started the brand, as I said, um, and your brand is, uh, now it's by Karis. The brand that I'm talking about now was, I ended it in 2015, Karis LDN. So okay. we're about to go into the evolution of that, um, which I'm really, really, really excited about. Um, but yeah, what was the question? Sorry, I lost my train. How did you overcome? Okay, overcoming that with um, with spirituality. So the, the business and the spiritual awakening having happened at like the same time, um, I was using my spiritual journey as uh, it was my complete drive, and so like the not necessarily in the way that I marketed it, although I did try, but I'm a bit of a marketing novice. But in terms of like my customers interacting with me and stuff like that, there were a lot of um, wholesome conversations, mm. a lot of um, aff- affirmations with women um, about loving who they are like Mm. working in that that industry and noticing just how insecure everyone is and it is a vain industry and ultimately any like of these uh like the major industries when they sell they try to sell people the fact that they need it because they're inferior Mm -hmm. in some way so um i just stuck true to my vision and didn't really as i say utilize the the network that I had that were in fashion um, because I didn't want to make um, connections with people that didn't have the same vision as me. Wow. Um, and so it, 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 it lasted for a while. I've evolved from that particular kind of perspective since then, mm. um, partly because of Buddhism and life experience. Mm. Um, the Buddha... Um, supposedly like encouraged people to also accept being a part of um, the material world Mm. and so to be okay with embarking on their vocation that's Um, the only way that you can survive though you can't reject it completely yeah you can work within it yeah not against it yeah so now Mm. I have a lot more tolerant and accepting view of the industry and I give thanks because with all that's been going on the last few years, everything has evolved to a point now where it's a lot easier for different people to exist in the white man's world mm. or, you know, in my sex heart, the gay white man's world. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that happen? How? Yeah, like, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, so for sure I have. And the... It's, it's happened in a lot of ways. So one of the most recent things, this is not how it started, but it's just like the momentum now that's built. This is where we're at, where um, 
Gucci made, you know, that <laughs> that Gollywog thing. Yeah. And then instantly there was a backlash. Not only was there a backlash, but because of the momentum, the backlash was taken seriously. Um, and I know a lot of people have different perspectives about this this thing. I, I remember like going through like loads of comments on social media and seeing a lot of pe- black people being like, you know, we should just forget forget them, um, forget Gucci, yada, 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 but, and other brands that do this kind of thing, and that saying that it's pointless and all that kind of stuff. But as I said before, I feel like if anyone um, feels passionate about something, that they should speak up, because like the meeting that Dapper Dan had with Gucci, that mm. proves to us that if we speak up, our voices will be heard, because we the people... Mm. The majority, the collective consciousness, yeah. guide the direction exactly. of humanity. And the key word that I got from that is majority, is that we forget that we are the majority. Exactly. We are the ones that hold the power. We're the ones that are putting money in their pocket in the first exactly. hand. 100%. But sometimes people just don't have that strength to follow through with what they truly feel. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's where people need to check themselves i agree with you it's it's a a little bit of a harsh reality but i even kind of accepted this for myself when i realized it that a lot of human beings are lazy Mm. um okay it may not be our fault but now with the consciousness where it's at Mm. everybody is has got a certain level of awareness and we've Mm. got smartphones Mm. um we have so much opportunity i think that easy access of opportunities and just um just things has made people lazy mm. and again that was a part of the the media message for just consumers in general you know yes. like you can get quick you can get it now you don't even have to move you don't have to do whatever like you got it you got it so mm. people are not used to having to work for things but it's interesting because that's actually like a big part of the nature of the universe and just the natural order of things and people going against that is just detrimental to them their own self mm. so yeah when you look at stuff like childbirth mm. or i was watching this documentary the other day and these penguins um the i can't remember where they live but where they live the water is proper 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 rough so every day when they go down to get food it's almost like they might die kind of Mm. um but that is that's the price that they pay for the food yeah and then also like they're the only i think they're one of the only species on that island so it's their island cool cool you got your space but this is what you will have to to do to um to live here um and i think we could definitely benefit from pushing ourselves Mm. um it's a whole journey though because people need to believe in us and themselves. Mm. Um, yeah. But people feel like they can't believe in themselves because there's so many things in their way that that yeah that can't allow that opportunity to happen. People don't understand the power of their mind and their vision. Exactly. I was gonna say their to contribution you. to this world. Exactly. They don't value it exactly Mm. I was going to say like I feel like most of the people that are going to be listening to this most people that you know and that I know know about law of attraction Mm. Um, even do you want to explain about it for those that might not know so for the people um, that don't know um, 
the law of attraction, simply put, is the idea that what you think and feel you attract into your life experience. The joke's thing is, you're always doing it. We've mm. always been doing it. So before, we were doing it by default, um, unconsciously, and so we were just manifesting... Some people manifest good lives for themselves, and obviously we know it goes up and down or whatever, but most people have been, like, manifesting shit shows for, you know, sorry for my use of language, but <laughs> that, that that's kind of, like, what it's been... Um, and then in terms of like, okay, cool, like you said your mind and your emotions uh, create your reality, like, like how or where does that come from or whatever, that is a universal law mm-hmm. and that is the nature of this creative energy that some people call God, that some people call Yahweh, mm. that some people call whatever, there's so many different names mm. for it um, and that nature is universal consciousness and sometimes people call that the universal mind and it's not necessarily lower mind in terms of we think thoughts Mm. it's it's a collective energy that when you when you dwell on something when you ponder something and you're really there with that thought and you can feel it and see it that is that is the beginning of energy Mm -hmm. um and as you and i know energy Mm. is just um you know, it's vibration that's moving at a mm. fast enough rate to become something physical. This is science. Mm. This is not like all some la 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 mm. stuff. Atoms don't make sense. Metaphysics. Metaphysics. That's exactly. what it is. <laughs> exactly. Atoms don't make sense technically. They have what the the my words are going for me but my point is there's the the center and then those two things moving around them there's a lot of dead space around those things um and science now actually is starting to understand more about dark matter and that is the mystery of god i don't think we'll ever be able to i don't think we're meant to though that's the problem it's like why do we want to know everything because what life itself is a mystery we don't know every piece to it but it is just isn't it Mm mm-hmm 100. that's where the magic happens you can't know everything like that's 100. just the human condition is that we want to know we want to mm-hmm. I don't know I don't yeah. know I don't know I don't it's know. weird though it's a funny relationship with that one because in a way this knowledge is kind of helping us mm. um, to do the various things that we want to do on this planet um, and in terms of the conscious expansion is helping us to validate what has already been there yeah it's like funny though because again because this science is western and often run by those same people the white gay men (laughs) (laughs) or the guys that pretend that they're not gay but they yeah you see my face i just started to go on one of those kind of tangents like i was gonna be like no white men but you're actually right because when you're talking about their levels of stuff anyway Mm. um might dip into that maybe maybe (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh um so yes it's those people in in the science world and now that they're like you know getting a clue about what all of the civilizations that they call uncivilized exactly that knew from long time without this technology exactly i did that guys i did the inverted yeah the inverted commas (laughs) Mm. yeah man Mm. So how how do you feel this time? Like, what is this time to you? Like, is this still part of the awakening period of your life? No. You've you've awoken. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
So what is happening now in society that you feel that this massive shift is happening? Because some people are just completely unaware of yeah. what we're talking about. So it's like, that's why I'm asking you yeah. those sort of questions. Like, what is it okay. that is changing so much? Okay. Um, um, okay, our planet spins in uh, space. And that the way it spins... You know, it's, it's, there's a cycle, there's a rhythm, and there are plenty of cycles, just like how we have the day and the night, and we've got the seasons and whatnot. We've got um, longer cycles in terms of civilizations, mm. um, ages that represent the the level of consciousness, um, all, all kinds of cycles. So what's been happening for a long time, I know for at least like the last 20 years, is that we keep cross crossing into new thresholds in terms of physically, mm. like our planet where it's positioned keeps going into new cycles. So people talk about the age of Aquarius. Mm. Um, and so basically the earth will be spinning in the sign of Aquarius for the next however long. Y'all can Google it because the information mm. is there, but it's for, it will mm. be for a long time. Mm. I think it's um, um, 2,600 years. Something like that, yeah, for sure, exactly. Mm. So um, that is one of the main cycles that people are talking about because that's one of the areas that we're going to see the biggest changes. But one of the smaller, um, not it's not even a smaller cycle, but a lesser known one is that like in terms of our galaxy, you know, like sometimes you see the you see it from the front where it's got the spiral. Yeah. But then when you f look at it on its side, our planet was positioned in the negatively charged part of the of that of the galaxy, and so that has also crossed um, the threshold, and so it's still quite close to the negative bit. But it's now not technically mm. negatively polarized. I can't remember the name of it but just like how i've done in my journey if you have the intention to know something the information will come it's true it's so true <laughs> yeah so um what i think is happening and what i've experienced is that um our awareness this consciousness this um connection to the to the nature of the divine and just how things work has um expanded so we're able to perceive it more um, more of ourselves, more of it, um, which is one and the same thing, really. And what I've noticed on my journey, being the kind of person that I am, I've had so many of these kind of conversations with mm. potentially thousands of people wow. all around the world. Um, from, like, when I had the brand, that was obviously a way that I was meeting a lot of people on a day-to-day -day basis and talking about this. I've lived in lots of types of accommodation where there's loads of people and often there's like social settings and stuff so again when you talk to people and you notice a common thread like fair dues i might be the person bringing it up but what's also intriguing <laughs> is that sometimes a lot of the time we go there because someone will just be drawn to me mm -hmm. or whatever and then we'll start speaking in a particular way sometimes my tattoos oh what does that mean um and there was even a point where I used to get annoyed with that question. And so I would ask people what, what they thought it meant. And that was also interesting to, to me to see their perception of it. Um, and so, yeah, what I noticed over, over the years is that everyone was essentially having the same experience mm. and just perceiving it in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like our astrology kind of um, 
uh, impacts the kind of people that we relate to. Mm-hmm. So you will naturally see that whatever sign you are, you might be, you know, you might have friends whose birthdays are all in a particular month or whatever, or a few months, and then you'll notice that maybe you, you um, interact with those people easier. There's definitely a lot of that, but I know, like, I have spoken to people that are on my frequency and then also not on my frequency but in terms of how similar those experiences are mm-hmm. I find that you notice the similarities in your experience and someone else's more when let's say you're both an air sign like I am because you'll you'll be perceiving it in the same way and mm-hmm. so when you come to communicate it yeah it's the same thing so you're like yo and as someone else uh, let's say an earth sign or fire sign if if that's not you then they might be saying stuff and you might not even really know what they're talking about. Maybe some words will give you some insight, but again, with the expansion of consciousness, the more that you're comprehending of the nature of the universe, the more people that you understand. Mm. Um, It's weird because there's some relationships that are easier, but the more you learn about the cosmos it gives you the tool and this is it bruv we've got the rule book now Mm. so you've got the rule book and run with it Mm. um it's not a race it's not a competition Mm. um and there's no set way to really do it whatever suits you you know it has to be for your benefit no one else is not to look good and you know stay woke and all this rubbish like you're not you're not a hashtag you're not a brand like you are a being and Mm -hmm. you're you're like is all that matters and your darkness because you can't run from it mm-hmm. but it is for you it's the yin and yang of life mm-hmm. that light and that darkness mm. and we all are essentially a manifestation of the divine yeah. not it completely but a part of it mm. and it completely does move through us and give us life so mm. um yeah mm. it's the energy man mm. it's that energy so it's like, I, I watched this documentary recently about, um, do you know Sophia Stewart? No. The original woman who wrote The Matrix and Terminator. Mm. And she she's really given me some information that has really resonated. And she was saying that The Matrix is actually a Latin word for the woman's womb. And the the reason why she created the Matrix, it's 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 a lot of subliminal messages about the second coming, the second uh, Christ. But it was also about you know the time that we're living in now, and and this um, evolution of man, and that you know the three the three D world that we live in is God's world because man is created in the image of mm-hmm. God. That's so it's like she was saying that we are now going into this new time of where it is the machine that we've created, that is how um, we have birthed a new matrix without the womb, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what she was saying. The matrix is, is that existence without it, so the matrix being destroyed. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I just made sense of how I just explained that, but it was just really interesting because I didn't look at it, the matrix like that, and she was saying that Trinity was literally the trinity of life and wasn't seen as a particularly a being but an actual angel guiding um one not neo one that she's like if you it's a it's an anagram that Mm -hmm. that she was saying i was just like (sighs) wow it's just it's mad but then again the same white gay men Mm -hmm. took her idea and you know 
made millions and billions and you know what I mean? When you said the original, I was gonna be like, how? What do you mean by original? she wrote? She wrote. She wrote the books. Okay. Called Third Eye. I didn't even know it was a book, and you said Third Eye. Yeah, because she said this is the time now that it's they they're trying to control that part of us, the Third Eye. Okay. Um, how are they trying to do that? Through through technology yeah. and the the algorithms that work against us, that's when the machine becomes alive. That's what she was saying. Is that when they start working against us? So it is in a way happening. I because we've been manipulated to go and shop and buy and eat food because it pops up on our timeline. When I spoke to you <laughs> the other day and I was talking about my what the the NHS would call psychosis, what other people would call breakthrough or whatever like whatever you want to call it you can call it but when I had that experience that was an exact storyline from that experience that is what? what led up to me being hospitalized that was what I a part of what I was perceiving mm. um so to break it down quickly I'm going to attempt to give you the short version mm. um <laughs> um two LSD tabs weed alcohol Eight or eight guys, potentially more, and me did LSD. They all did one tab and weed and alcohol. And um, it was in university halls, so very small room at night on the full moon in Scorpio. For my conscious dons, I just said a lot. (laughs) 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 Swear time. (laughs) It's my (laughs) truth. Yeah, other people, it will go a bit over the head. Um, it's all love, though. I'll try to, like, explain what that meant. Basically, I did the drugs <laughs> in the most um, not productive way mm. ever. If you take LSD, you should be outside yeah. in nature, yeah? Yeah, and even me nowadays, I'm the advocate for you don't need LSD because of my experience. Yeah. Um, and what another thing that was interesting about this for me is that I decided in 2014 not to do any more man-made drugs. Okay. Because I've had other experiences before in 2012 without drugs that have taken me to higher places. Mm. And um, I just, just came to that point in my journey um, where I... I was being real with myself in terms of what that high brang, especially in comparison to having experiences without drugs and then with psychedelics that are not man-made, mm. um, it was different. Mm. So went back on my word in 2016 and um, uh, 24 hours after we took the drug, I was still extremely high mm. and I knew that something wasn't right. I actually knew that something wasn't right very early on into the higher couple of hours okay. my higher self started channeling and so like, I was laying on the bed eyes closed jumped up in a flash I need to go to the hospital they asked me what's wrong I don't know but I need to go to the hospital something's not right chill again a bit later um, and I, at this point I started to become aware of the cycle so I could feel that every time I got up t- the time was running out obviously time is an illusion but mm. rhythm um is a thing so um the message kept getting more intense and then it got to a point where it was like it's too late and after everything happened the guys in the room told me that when I was saying that that when I said it was too late they were shook um and obviously it was it was mad weird but from their perspective we can't really go to the hospital again because their guys are not really nurturers like that Mm. or especially when when they're not conscious Mm. like there's not really and they don't know me like that either okay Like, like I was the only um, practicing spiritual person there. Um, so they didn't know that, like, I should be taken seriously if I'm saying that kind of thing, even if I'm high. Um, 
so 24 hours later still high um went to the hospital they kind of like couldn't really do anything for me they advised me i went against their advice because i was just so high um and me being me being a gemini interested in information and all that kind of stuff and what what psychedelics do to you and they open you up and you just start perceiving it and i was just so amazing and it was just faster 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 mm. more 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 i am it, very into the mysteries so I, I kind of liked what I loved what I was being shown and what I was experiencing so over four days I didn't eat or sleep barely like barely wow. I probably had like a few hours like sprinkled over those days a few bites of food but nothing that really sustains a human and then anyone that knows anything about the anatomy those two things are obviously very important. It's, it's a no-brainer, but what happens when you do that kind of thing is it actually makes you insane. Like, your brain is no longer able to function in a normal way because you don't have sustenance. Mm -hmm. So it goes into a default mode, which then just recognises patterns and just, like, I don't know, it's, like, more, like, just perceiving. Um, and so over those days... I was just going higher and higher into um, the the other realms. So there's like the four realms, your physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. And so I'm experiencing more and more of them as the days go on in that order. Um, and I'm not grounded, obviously, not centred. So I don't have any control over what I'm experiencing. Um, and then it did turn a bit like dark at some point. And I met, I, I was with someone, someone who'd taken the, the drugs with me as well. And he was also having a really hard time all these days later. And um, I felt like he had like a, a spirit of confusion with him because he just kept saying something and it wasn't the thing. And everyone was trying to say, yo, and he just couldn't <laughs> see. <laughs> yo, yo, no. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, literally, and you just you couldn't <laughs> see it. So I um I challenged that energy, and then that night that energy kind of like took center stage in my in my not center stage, but it decided to. Well, I challenged it, so it was like, cool, you want to challenge me? Like here I am. Um, so as well as it, just because it's there, it doesn't stop all the other stuff that I was experiencing. So my perception is just all the way open then this storyline kind of starts revealing itself to me. I notice that I can see who's woke and who's asleep. You can just see it, like, energetically. It's so You weird. can see their aura. Not even their aura, although I do see auras. But, do you? Yeah. But I'm going to ask you later, what's the man saying? Oh, my God. I can see it now. Anyway, um, so... Uh, you can just tell there there are some physical giveaways. So when you're out in public and there's somebody that is completely disengaged to this reality, mm -hmm. they're in their mind. They're not present. Um, a lot of the time, those people are not conscious. Of course, people use their mind sometimes. That might happen. But when someone is very unaware and you can see then how they're moving in physical space. Um, and then, I don't know, like woke people had like a glow in their eyes and a liveness, mm. a presence, mm. um, a kind of knowing direction. A lot of these, a lot of these people would potentially smile at you or just be true. engaged in 
the physical reality somehow. Um, and all those are those were the physical cues because you're high there were other cues that are not tangible mm. um or because i was high um so it's energy you can just feel it um yeah. so that i noticed that then i noticed that a lot of these um unconscious people have something in common their attachment to technology um and then i through, it was happening through everything that I was becoming aware of this, through advertising, through technology that I passed, like if something would be on the news, I would be read, seeing a different message to what was being shown. Like what, for example? Like, the TV at one point was, there, there were subtitles, and the subtitles were reading crazy stuff, like telling us, and it was only, I felt like only conscious people could see the, the subtitles, it was weird, and it was like the, this is the message, um, like the time is like, you know, there's not a lot of time, and we're meeting here, and blah blah blah, blah. it was really weird, but I'm watching, on the TV is like a, I don't know, a sports show or something, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it don't, it didn't make sense, it didn't compute, um, so, I mean, that was like a weird example, but in terms of uh, the technology storyline, um, this narrative revealed itself of like a game. So I was with my boyfriend at the time and he was playing like all these games on his phone and I just noticed how it was like taking him. And then when we were at like back at his halls again, he's on the phone, but then also the T the PS4 is on, it's like a huge TV. And then there's also a similar type of game on the TV, but it was like, that there are movies that have a very similar synopsis and book of like, um, there's a game, you download it, uh, you pay for it or whatever. People don't realise terms and conditions. They've actually signed their life away when they've accepted the terms and conditions. Mm. And you know how we do it so fast now, we, mm. people don't even look at it. No. You just tip and then boom. And then in that moment, you've literally paid the price, you've paid the money. And then now you're given missions and at first it's all chilled. Like it's something like, oh, this person, like take a flower to this person or I don't know, just anything. Like let the old lady sit down, blah, blah, blah. Everything that you do, you get credits and stuff like that. If you don't do something um, or you failed a task or whatever, you start losing credits. Once you get to a certain level of credits <coughs> and it's really low then stuff gets more sinister. So then you'll be challenged to do something like break into that person's house and take whatever. Mm. And then as it gets lower and lower and lower, eventually you die. Like someone gets sent to kill you. But then it's like... Um, what is this game called? This is not a game, bruv. This is life. the... <laughs> This is the storyline through the LSD, through the high oh. that I was like experiencing through you all get, kinds yeah, of yeah, different, yeah, yeah. through everything. Um, and the way that it was working, because I was so high, literally, in terms of perceiving from these different realms, mm. everything that was being shown made too much sense. I can't really break it down. Like, you know how um, in advert or in marketing mes messages um they use specific words like we need you yeah but the marketing is very much targeting a particular type of person and the symbolism that they use and all of that kind of stuff um so yeah that that was the crazy storyline and um so yeah people would eventually die then i saw my boyfriend like do something on his 
he did Android Pay, a wildest storyline has developed. Wow. So you got head. that before he did that. So it's like a premonition of what was. It was weird because obviously yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, high yeah. and it's not a real thing. Like he's not about to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I saw, I looked at him or sitting on the bed or whatever, and I literally saw him like pay for something. And I was just like, you're done, like, you're gone, like, I can't help you. And then another thing as well that I was being shown is that, like, people on different frequencies that are so far removed from each other, they don't, they're not able to perceive each other. And so it was like, the people that end up killing each other and getting into those low frequencies, Mm. those are the only people that they're affecting. Like, so in the game... Someone wouldn't be sent to kill someone that had a lot of credits. Someone's being sent to kill someone that doesn't have any credits. But only someone with no credits is going to kill that person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's mad because when you look at life... That's how it's, it's turning out that way. It, it kind of is like that. Like, when I look at, like, oh, people want to chat, say stuff about young black boys and mm. all this stuff. Like, first of all, they're hyping. But um, other than that, it is that kind of thing. You push people into a position... And um, they'll do crazy stuff. And the reason why people are doing crazy stuff is because they, the lack people yeah. don't have, so they feel like it's necessary to do whatever, whether it's lack of lack of self-esteem, lack of money, lack of mm. um, self-esteem, like because of racial whatever or whatever else it might be. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was the, the crazy storyline that I felt like was a bit similar to the whole matrix thing mm. but then in that there was a in my storyline there was a split where as i said the two frequencies and this is how like i felt like it was real and still feel like it's real that concept of not being able to see someone on a completely different frequency is because let's say you learn a new word or you become aware of a new country or a new animal or something and now you start seeing it everywhere especially mm, like yeah. words and stuff <laughs> and you're like oh my god like there's that thing again that's because like you got onto onto that frequency and then like in another smaller way that you see it is um when people always say like about people oh she's not on my frequency or she is then there we have a conscious choice because we're consciously recognizing it but then you don't vibe with those people that are distant from Mm. you another way of seeing that is like a lot of people not all people but most people only have experiences with people that are from a similar demographic background to them um economically or like racially like let's say not many people like us would jam with someone that lives in Knightsbridge. And let's say go to their house, chill, have a drink, that's their tight, tight, tight bedroom. Mm. There are people like that, but mm. most people, if they live in the ends, mm. they, they don't have contacts with those kind mm. of people. None of us have contact with tribal people. We're mm. not on the same frequency. Look at mm. our interests, look at our way of life. Mm. It's different. It's we don't have access to get there. No. Because exactly. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Exactly, and so even like with knowing like uh, I think I don't know if it still happens, but black kid boys um, feeling like they have to be in their postcode, mm. and like that's all it is. Like they they, it's a it's a messed up message that has been perpetuated from. It's trying to it's trying to own something. It's trying to, because you know guys they like to way. feel yeah, but you know like it's a masculine. It's like mm-hmm. the divine masculine energy to you know, power, control, and it's like when 
you have you don't have any of that in society. You need to hold on to something. You need to but own it's like something. The jokes thing is, is that they don't own it. This is it. You have no property. This is it. Government housing. <laughs> Talk to sense. So let's just. It's the ego, mm-hmm. and it's encouraged. Mm-hmm. You know, it's supported, and it it, was, it is it like you said. It's the lack. You know, it's a lack of having a father in many cases, having that role model, someone to protect you, someone to guide you. You know, then you go, of course you're going to... That, that That's unfortunately what happened to my brother and he ended up being murdered. Oh, Do you get what I mean? He was looking for that elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't have that at home. And, yeah, it's just... It's crazy. It's crazy to think that, you know, my brother was murdered in 99. Wow. And we're still having this conversation in 2019. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's crazy. One of the things... Because we're, we're, we're beginning to touch on this... Um, one of the things, as you can even tell from the tone of my voice that I started saying, that I really don't enjoy and I think needs to change, especially for anyone that is conscious, um, is the the UK music scene, specifically grime, and the message mm. that they continue to pump into the media and perpetuate. Mm. Like, people talking about money that they don't have and a lifestyle that they're not really mm. about. The people that are about it glorifying mm. it, even though their soul is not happy. Yeah. And if someone might be listening to it, be like, how can you say my soul's not happy? Da, 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 da. Okay, cool. Yeah, we man's gas because you have bare spliffs and that. Yeah, we can take, yeah, we'll <laughs> take that one out. That's fine. But how does... You know how you got into that lifestyle and I'm pretty sure if people felt like they had options, that's not their first choice, mm-hmm. career or lifestyle. You being in that place, why would you want someone else to be in that that's same it. place? When, and it's mad because when people, black people talk about crabbing a barrel mentality or whatever, potentially it is like that. And it's mad because I never even broke it down like that until right now. Mm. But what I do feel, though, is that there is so much responsibility because it's not the only story at mm. all. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people out there that have better things to say. I love people like... Um, jme and mm. whoever but even even still but you know at least he he's gone more in a different direction mm. with it like he's a bit more funny and mm. he's not so road 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 he's and he always been like that stigma. though from there yeah exactly he challenges stigma we need more people in the community that say different things yeah in but our it's media. the industry it's the music industry the ones that are putting money into the people they're putting money into the ones that but that's not even true well Okay. Oh, well, you Maybe. told the teams, you educate me, you tell me something. <laughs> so, I mean, this is, this is actually even new to me, but someone broke it down to me. Yeah, I know, right? It's all coming out. Conversations need to be had, mm-hmm. boy. They need to be had. Mm. Um, so, someone was saying to me the other day that, you know Janelle Monet. Yeah. She wasn't signed to a label originally. She was funded. And she was funded by Bad Boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then eventually she's now opened her own thing. Yeah. There's different ways to do stuff. And the difference between that for people that don't understand the music industry, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to get gas because I fully don't know that much. Mm. I know pretty much as much as I'm telling you right now. Um, the difference between being signed and being funded is creative license. Of course, yeah. Um, and actually these flipping grime kids are not signed, bruv. They're mm. funding themselves. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people are doing stuff on low budgets and whatnot. Okay, a couple men are, are um, signed, but Keep those guys become a different kind of sellout. Not all the time. Mm. I'm not going to say that about mm. everyone, but... Mm. Um, they airbrush it a bit. And then, yeah. yeah. They water it down just a tad. Yeah. Yeah, get, get a little vocalist on the chorus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ready to hear something different. 
mm. from these guys. Mm. Yeah, they have a responsibility. If not... If but they don't feel that they have a responsibility. Well, obviously, people We're have never allowed heard, to express I've never heard some stuff like, with great power comes great responsibility. Because you have that platform, you have that voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's weird as well because... Well, there's another thing people say, like, be careful who you offend on the way up because you want to meet them on the way down um, and nothing is promised. So, yeah, karma, again, I guess it depends on if people believe in in these things. But I think whether or not people want to admit or whatever, people want to say whatever they want to say in opposition, it's just that like, how does it sit with your soul? Like, how does mm. it sit with you when you're, when you're chilling by yourself? Do you even chill by yourself? Mm. Like, that's another thing that, preaching <laughs> a lot of people just running away from themselves mm-hmm. we're going to be around you ain't going to find the, the answers outside yourself mm-hmm. you're not we do like I'm not listen I'm not perfect sometimes I just need to get a chocolate bruh nobody's perfect do you know what I mean sometimes right I need now. to indulge in something but it's like minute. you know what I'm saying <laughs> Vegetarian all day, every day, yeah. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I mean. It's, it is, you know, once you can sit yourself down, you can do things genuinely for yourself. You will have that self respect, and you will have that integrity, and you'll stick by what is true to you. But it is when you're putting yourself out there, and you, you know, you're validating yourself through other people. It, that's when you get lost, and that's when you start doing the madness. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? And it's, it is, music is such a sacred thing in itself and that's the thing that people don't realise. They think it's disposable like everything else in this day and age. I mean, we have access now to make music, you know, in our bedrooms or whatever, but it's a sacred thing. What that can do is phenomenal. It can make people feel. It can evoke something in people. So why are you evoking negative anger, low vibrational Stop. Your physical actions also are a very strong part of that. The things that you do perpetuate your, your reality. And so it's like you sing a song that is essentially a curse and you repeat it and you get gassed about it. Mm. You're dancing. You're like, you, you even make it a mantra. You know, like when people, um, yeah. they keep going over the same thing. And like, you know, like I think in R&B and stuff, a lot of the songs used to be really sad love songs. Mm. So you're like, oh, like he left me, he left me. <laughs> 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 you're feeling it, bruv. You know, like sometimes you don't even got a relation, like you're not in a relationship with someone. You get real sad. And you're like, but why am I even sad? Like mm. there, there isn't anyone there. Um... And yeah, so essentially, like, that's, I feel like that just perpetuates um, the thing. And I do, I've noticed that more conscious people are singing, messages are changing, like, people are mm. doing doing a lot of new stuff. And mm. I feel like there's a, still a gap in the market Major. for um, for a lot more of that. But I think it's going to happen. Mm. I feel like it's going to happen. I, I kind of want to be a part of that. Mm. I'm starting to sing. Like, yeah. Just, you know, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You guys better prepare yourselves. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. So it's like it goes it goes like to influencing like this this so called like gang culture that's about now. Like how do you feel about what's come out recently about that the about um black on black crime in London? Um, okay, first of all, I don't really pay attention to media that much. But obviously I'm uh pretty aware human being existing in London and I've lived in a lot of the ghettos so 
um, I have seen some, not headlines, but I do have some, I think I've heard people mentioning things and I know people, I heard someone say like, not another stabbing or like something mm-hmm. like that. So um, it's, yeah, I think that um, ultimately it's not uh, anyone's fault entirely. Um, it's definitely not children's fault because that's what we're talking about when we talk about like that part like that demograph um a lot of them are under a certain age um a lot of them come from poverty um i think another part of like the 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 people of a group that can take some of the blame is obviously the people involved in facilitating the system and upholding and perpetuating that i.e mm. you know governmental bodies um the education system um anyone that's got race racial prejudice um and i think like it, it's ultimately it's, it's really it's sad because the a lot of the messages in media towards that demographic are fuggish mm. type of messages and okay what you think and you feel becomes your reality and also what you're perceiving like it's it's a lot of stuff so if you if you're seeing that and that is what gives you what you what you're seeing is what makes you think and feel as well mm. so as well as you actively create you subconsciously create as we were saying before um so if kids are, are always seeing these stories or people in their area that have the nicest crep or the the girls or look the coolest or whatever, then that's what they're going to go towards. And even all of those things that I've just said, like the girls, the clothes and whatever else, those are also things that have been messages that have been sold to people of like oh to have multiple girls mm. is the way you know mm. you look at the hip-hop industry people from young kind of say to guys like oh it's just a boy boys will be boys mm. so your wild oats mm. like not to take responsibility and like mm. you're you're put you're given a pass like yeah yeah you can you mm. can do it no one's gonna hold you accountable because you're a boy mm. or a man um I think yeah, it's it's sad. A lot of stuff goes into it, um, you know, like from the education system, and then when we say poverty, you know, single parent households, or even people that have double income that are not making a lot because of institutionalized racism, um, living in certain areas, not having a lot of opportunities, or that perceiving that they don't have a lot of opportunities. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, I feel like there definitely are opportunities in England. Like mm-hmm. no one in England can say that there's not. Even mm. if you live in a smaller city, um, you've got a phone, there's raw resources out there. You can always do something or be about something or try to be about something. Um, yeah. Mm. I lost my train of thought a little bit, but mm. maybe I'll speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I feel like we, did, we did touch on that a bit more, but it's nice mm. that you rounded that up, you know. Um, so you didn't really go into the breakthrough like you went into one aspect of it but the story that you told me <laughs> you didn't share did you do you not want to share that story um, it a bit it's too just personal? so long yeah, 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 yeah um yeah. i don't know are there any bits from what you remember that are i don't know that you think i just i just like i just liked when you when you saw the planet 
that aspect of when you saw oh. it and then then you realised the, the positioning that was happening at, like astrology oh, I can't even say the word I but you know yeah, yeah. Are <laughs> yeah okay cool yeah that one happily I'll give you the long version of that one so that one um, I kind of have referred to it a lot as like my kundalini awakening mm. um, because like since after it happened what's kundalini I'm just asking yeah. you questions like I don't know but what is it okay, cool. <laughs> kundalini you know that life force energy um, that's coiled at the base of the spine that when it's activated through certain conscious practices yoga breathing combination of um, and mantra and stuff like that um, and the, the sounds of the, the chakras then yeah, you raise kundalini and um, the, the theory is that once it reaches the, the crown like the whole Shiva Shakti um, super expansive um, bliss type state thing happens but essentially what Kundalini awakening is for me when people do it consciously um that is akin to like any journey that an initiate goes on because it's not like usually it's not a thing that happens straight away it's a thing that takes time and in your lifetime it's like this journey of um self-actualization which is you going from like being driven by your lower self animal based desires to you being in control of your life um not in a selfish way or whatever like egotistical way but in a way where you take responsibility um for yourself and you live as much as you can in alignment with what you know is right and true and mm. I say that in inverted commas because as you take this journey you realise that right and true are so subjective but yeah. that's also a big part of your own um, individual uh, journey um, yeah I feel like I went on a tangent and now I'm ready to actually tell the story about the <laughs> so with this experience that I'm talking about as well it's um, it doesn't happen to a lot of people and I don't say that in a way like where oh but um sometimes for a couple of different reasons one that God just permits that you should be quickly ascended to the to the top of it to see Wagwan um and then a lot of the time which was I think the case for me if somebody is going through a lot in their life um I, I can't say hand on heart that this person is only an initiate, but I would imagine that is someone that is awake um, to some degree or another, um, that they're going through a really hard time. Again, if God permits, he will just, or not he, but it will just show you that. Um, and it's, I don't know, I felt very, um, very, uh, very sure. And like, um, I felt like, the, the journey up until that point was not just something that I was making up because mm. it was 2012 and I woke up in like, let's say 2008, 2009. Um, so obviously that's a, that's a few years of some really abstract stuff. Back then, not everyone was into this. So mm. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing all of this and I see the connections and I kind of can't deny them, but I'm the only person. Yeah. Not the only person, but one of the only people, especially yeah. in my immediate surroundings. Mm. Um, so as I said going through a lot of stuff and um, one day I've gone like back home 
conked out, fallen asleep. I had um, had some alcohol that night. Um, and in a way, it could have been a catalyst because it raises your like your like your body temperature, um, and obviously it relaxes you. So when I went to sleep now, I've astral projected, um, which I believe that that's what everybody's doing every time that they go to sleep at night. Um, Same. Yeah, that's what your your dreams are. I did the inverted commas again. <laughs> <laughs> and where you manifest depends on your level of consciousness, the processes that you're experiencing at that time. There are several dimensions that you can manifest on. Oftentimes we manifest recurringly in a particular dimension while we're going through a certain process. And then once we pass a, a test or a certain kind of experience and we, we make it through, then we start moving into some different dimensions. And we have explained it in that way. It's not as linear as mm -hmm. that either. It's not linear. No. <laughs> so um, uh, I had gone to sleep and astral projected and it was lucid. So obviously lucid dreaming is when you're aware that you're dreaming. Um, I'm also someone that's uh, used to having control in my dreams as well. Mm. Um and that that makes dreaming very exciting. It's, it's it's weird, like when you can like just guide it in this strange way. Um, but yeah, gone to sleep, and the the way the the dream looked was like a sci-fi um, movie type thing. Like when you're in outer space, except from I'm standing on what I call the edge of the earth, but it's not really the edge of the earth. It's like me, at, like just outside the atmosphere type thing. Um, and I'm there with um, one person who physically was my best friend, but energetically I knew that it was two people that this person was representing. Um, and then um, the, the dream was also telepathic, like the whole thing. Um, so we're on the edge of the earth, uh, my best friend and I, looking out into space, and we see this red planet approaching, and it looks like it's going to hit the planet and so we're like we're talking but really like nonchalant and super chilled like oh like that planet was like it's gonna hit and then like she's like oh like which one is the red one we're trying to figure it out is it mars is it venus and then eventually uh, we're like we should we should tell someone um then the next scene like happens like just like a flash um no traveling to it and then it was like um just pure bright white light nothing else tangible no physical me no physical anything else um and this thing i felt like it was the energy that like kind of like looks over what's going on on earth not necessarily god but like i don't know how to describe it that's just what i felt that it was and i've said to it that um i've said to it what we've seen and then it was like oh you know like it's fine, like, we've got it under control. Again, it's super chilled, like, there's no, like, it wasn't a problem. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was saying to me, everything's fine, and then I was like, well, you know, like, it looks like it's going to hit. It's like, yeah, it's cool. We're just going to, like, you know, blow up the planet. Um, it'll be fine, like, it's not going to hit. Um, and then I'm like, what if, what if there's, like, life inside the planet and, and you unleash the life inside? And it's like, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine. Then click again back to essentially the first scene. This time, um, by myself, um, 
and I noticed that the planet is like moving around the earth and so it's not gonna hit um and then again click and I'm in a space that is really hard to describe without words um I mean with words sorry like all of the words in the English language <laughs> the best ones don't do it justice wow because it wasn't it wasn't relatable to to the 3D reality um I haven't experienced that level or depth of perception also my consciousness at that point was wider than it is when I'm you know, here in human form like this. Um, I make myself sound like I'm an alien. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think anyway. Like, we're all aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that, but you said it for me telepathically. You see? Telepathically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same frequency, you know, like that. Um, but yeah, I'm actually just looking at this candle because the, there are some things, and this is how I'm able to tell the story because there's things like it in this physical reality. So, like, light sound vibration were the the three characteristics that were there were main ones and like a sense of direction um but this light had no limit to it which okay i use the words and you try to imagine a light without limit but when you're actually within it that feels crazy and then to know that you're perceiving it from all angles simultaneously wow. And then there are like colours on colours within this, but a certain range of colours were um, mostly present. So I noticed like... Um, and so in the centre of those, of the colours um, that I was perceiving um, was like a really bright white light concentration. And again, like I say, colours and bright white light, but the colours, like the spectrum was wider and like in terms of the colour that I was seeing and the brightness, like brighter than like anything that you can imagine. And again, as I said already, seeing it, perceiving from all angles simultaneously. And I noticed that this light was also two lights, which then makes me kind of see how the twin flame thing is a thing. But again, because of where my consciousness was, it's not like, oh my God, that's so important, blah, blah, blah. It was just an awareness. Um, and then also there was this sensation. The main thing was the sensation. Um, and again, the closest thing in this reality to it is actually like an orgasm. Um, and it's like, if you can imagine taking away the sexual element of an orgasm, um, but you then times that by infinity, Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That just electrified energy just pulsating mm -hmm. through your senses, through your body. Well, mm -hmm. I can only think of the body, yeah, but exactly. you wasn't even in that state. Exactly. Mm. So in that limitless reality where I'm perceiving, essentially I felt like it was myself that I was perceiving, but also like so, so much more. Um, and then another thing that came along with it was also this really, really, really high-pitched frequency. Again, higher than anything that I've ever heard before. And I'm also, I can't try to recreate this. Mm. High, like, higher than a Whitney Houston, you know, <laughs> whatever. Mariah <laughs> Carey. 
<laughs> but it wasn't. Sorry. But it didn't. It didn't hurt you. It no, didn't, like, as in like no, painfully. No, it it almost added to the beauty of that orgasmic wow. feeling. And so as I'm like moving up this energy, um, which again is weird to understand because nothing was linear like that. Um, that sensation and that sound was like intensifying, if you can even imagine. And so at the at that point, I felt that I had actually finished this incarnation. Mm. I didn't know how, it didn't seem important. Um, and I was going to the next bit and I felt like, like it wasn't earth that I was going to and I was extremely happy, like bliss state happy. Um, and then I woke up um, and when I woke up, obviously I was just like, what the actual heck <laughs> was even that? Um, Who am I? <laughs> I'm an alien! <laughs> you know? Um, so, uh, that day as well, I was I had a hair appointment. And um, the woman that was doing my hair was somewhat conscious. And coincidentally, my chart is mostly air and water. And she was like a student at Vidal Sassoon. So she had a theme for her thing. And my theme was air and water. And no, she hadn't seen my chart. Like, I didn't know my chart like years after that. Wow. Um, so while she's doing this air, water, hair, um, we're talking, as you know, you do with your... Hold on. How the hell can you do an air, water, hair? Oh, my God. So I was actually going to start Style? talking about it. And I was like, okay, let's not go... You need to... Like, let's I this. can't, like... Wow. Yeah, so basically, yeah, I had, um, at the time I had short hair that I used to wear, like, curly naturally. Mm. So, you know, like, with my type of hair, it, it's, it can go, like, it, it's got quite tight curls in a way. Not terribly tight, but I would say, like, one centimetre diameter type thing, and it coils down. Like, mm. you can do that. And then being mixed with the, you know, the Jamaican, the Indian thing, is the hair transforms a lot. So, or True. can transform. So my girl wanted to make it an afro. So she made an afro and then she's cut the hair like a wave. Oh my god. Yeah. I I want I when I find the pictures, I'll try to send them to you if I find the pictures. I don't even know where they are. And then there was also so my hair actually was um platinum blonde. Um and uh or sorry that you know when oh no, it was platinum at that time. Um and then there was like a white not white, sorry. A blue um, stripe in my hair, like dye. So I, that's how she interpreted okay. the whole air Pretty and water. Dope. Was, like, yeah, the yeah, wave yeah. type thing. It was going like one direction. Um, yeah, so she was doing that, and um, I tell her about my my dream because uh, up until that point, like, that's what I thought it was. Um, I was conscious, but I wasn't really. I knew about meditation and stuff, but I wasn't doing it all the time, didn't know about astral projection at that point. So she said that's what it was. Um, from her description of it, I felt like that was, that seemed legit. Mm. So I went home, did loads of research, and then it kind of blew my mind because I was just like, this this is like what happened, like, you know, in terms of like lucid dreaming as well, like feeling like you're awake and like that is reality for sure, for sure, mm. for sure. And then... Um, as I said to you before as well, like over the next months and years, I just continued to, the pieces kept coming, like the pieces of the puzzle in terms of revealing what that dream was. Mm. So one of the first things that happened was um, learning that Venus was having its transit in 2012. Um, and that kind of partly means that Venus is super close to Earth. So like its effects and whatever are, are more amplified. Um, 
Venus was the closest to Earth that it would be in that particular cycle that night. And that night, it was in the sign of Gemini, which is my uh, sun sign. So obviously all those things, like, it's like, really? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. And, and then other than that, the girl that manifested at the beginning of the dream um, as two people, um, the the second person who who wasn't the physical form of it, but the energy that I was feeling was someone that I went to school with, hadn't seen since school, so, you know, over 10 years or whatever. It's actually creative as well, actually. But she works as a nurse because unlike me, she went in a different like direction because family and whatever else. Mm. But she um, contacted me randomly and actually started working with, me and my brand for a few months and helped me out and then she disappeared again well not disappeared but you know just we we weren't in each other's life again anymore um and then uh yeah other things just like a lot of the explanations of certain types of energy as I continued on my journey I learned more about them and understood that essentially that's what I was having and so someone like me I might say like loads of stuff and sometimes I might sound certain about something but because of that experience, I know that the words that we use to communicate, especially highly spiritual things, mm. they don't ever really do it justice. Mm. And everyone's perspective on the words as well plays a big part in how they're perceiving what you're saying, mm. um, even your own interpretation of that word. Mm. Um, but yeah, from that experience... I knew for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure that this path that I was on was legit. Not like, oh, seems legit. Like, is legit. Mm. Like, I've not had an experience as elevating and beautiful as that one since then Mm. in all the psychedelics, in all the beautiful things that have happened. But it also doesn't take away from the physical reality. Another thing that it gave me was peace. Um, Mm. Because obviously I was going through a lot. And so it made me see that this life actually doesn't matter as much as we think it does. Um, it's, it's funny as well, like, saying that and then being here, even doing a podcast about this kind of stuff as if it's so important. Mm-hmm. And even saying all the things that we've said. Mm-hmm. But from that experience, it was like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's, that might be weird for someone who's not conscious to understand, like, the fact that it's not important and that it is in the same time. And that paradox, yeah. Yeah. Um, but life is full of uh, paradoxes. Mm. Um, mm. I feel like anything that's true can be verified and validated by numerous other experiences. And that also has, has been something that's helped me on my, my path mm. outside of an experience like that. But yeah, ultimately, man, it gave me peace and solidified the journey. So mm. from there, I just went with it. Mm. And just continued yeah. on to this day. So where are you at now where? in yourself? How are you feeling today? I feel so good. I feel so, 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 so good. Like, people that knew me as maybe like a teenager or something and haven't seen the in-between would be proper confused. Really? Yeah. Wow. I I reconnected with someone only briefly. We didn't even get to meet physically, but I found her on Instagram. I loved her off from when we were younger, but... Because I, before, just, I don't know, a combination of trauma and life and just whatever, being young and naive and immature, 
I, she's an amazing person so we were friends and she kind of distanced herself from me and I completely get it now that I am who I am mm. I found each other on the gram and she messaged me and was just like I'm so surprised like to see the direction that you took and not in like a, what a blessing though yeah yeah and she was kind of like kind of like in in awe like that oh you you flipping did a u-turn mate like um and so yeah man I um I saw a meme the other day about a Snoop Dogg giving thanks to himself and I received that message um as we said earlier like it takes a lot like mm. to commit to mm. not to your to your personal development mm. to not being lazy to mm. pushing yourself to following the voice of the divine following mm. your intuition aka um and to just like continue on that path no matter what um one of the things as well that has helped me a lot in that is like no matter what happens even if I make wrong turns and what whatnot, at least, the very least, keeping it real with myself. Mm. Can you just say that one more time for those yeah. in the back? Keeping it real with myself. Mm. Keep it real with yourself. It's not anyone's business, really, what's, at all, what's going on with you. Um, these processes of, like, healing, releasing trauma, transformation, the relationship with you and God is a very personal relationship. The, the beauty the beauty of the fact that we have all manifested in individual packaging mm. as what we said a bit of god experiencing itself mm -hmm. there's no mistake in the fact that we're very different yeah so in terms of how we relate to creator that should also be as individual as the perspective of mm. boom i'm looking out of my eyes and i see you i see the tapestry on the bed i see your bed i see the microphone i see the wall i see whatever else mm. and you see something completely mm. different but we're in the same room bro mm -hmm. and we're going to describe it differently if we try to tell someone what it is mm. there may be similarities again coming back to being on the same frequency yada, 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 yada. <laughs> and that's what you get with religion and other types of spirituality but yeah man just um I feel like, I feel in such a great place. Um, it's been like 10, 11 years. Am I good at maths? Who can say? It's been it's been a while that I've been on this journey. Um, and I'm content. I wouldn't say I'm looking for anything. Um, that doesn't mean to say that I'm perfect. Mm. I feel like I've got the rule book and I know what needs to be done. Yeah. Every time I make what some people would call a mistake, then I know what to do to remedy that. If I don't know what to do to remedy that, then I allow my consciousness again to expand and for God to show me the way. Mm. Um, and it's a continual uh, journey. You go through cycles, you're continually expanding. And so now it's just more about me being the best person that I can be in mm. every moment. And me personally, chilling when I don't, um, because... Uh, maybe a lot of people do this like maybe we're really hard on ourselves internally um it's mad actually you know like a lot of people will often say stuff like oh like, i'm so stupid or whatever maybe not people like us but mm. that used to be a thing of like you'd quickly say oh you drop something oh man why did i do that mm. like, i would do like that this. sometimes yeah, yeah 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 but it's that it's that habit yeah mm -hmm. rather than um the opposite of it mm. but yeah man um yeah i'm so grateful also 
to you again. I know I've said it before, <laughs> but um, I give thanks um, for this opportunity, mm. um, for you even following your inner guidance and, and doing it again. Mm. Um, oh, bless you, man. Yeah, but but the, time's, time's not linear, you know? Mm-hmm. So even though I had that intention so long ago, it was only now that was the right time. 100. And to get the right people involved. 100. So thank you for just being present and allowing me to share this with you and to learn and to be able to engage with you on a physical level instead of on the, online. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because these these sort of things here, this is what I live for. Same, because there's no there's no smoking mirrors in this reality right now. Mm-hmm. But in that that new the new matrix or destruction of it, mm-hmm. the facade, the mask, it's all there, you know? Mm-hmm. We can be anyone we wanna be, but that's oh, it's man. not for that time it's not that time right now. No. That's why I don't call myself Ivy Makushi anymore. It's not about the falsities. Mm. It's about just being authentically you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But thank you so much for coming through. Thank Where can you. people find you? Okay, where can you find me? So my name is Karis. Praise, pray to God, all the gods, that my when this comes out, my marketing is actually still the same thing. <laughs> 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 but what, okay, so um, at karis.hs, um, karis is K-H-A-R-I-S dot hs is one of my instagrams and then another one is karis uh, 7.0 there's also a youtube channel karis 7.0 um if you try all of that and you still can't find me then you can look for me on facebook i don't always check that but um you should be able to find me on those things i have a store or by the time this comes out i would have a store in um Brick Lane's Backyard Market. I'll be whoop there on whoop. Saturdays. And yeah, come and find me, connect. Um, I do a lot of things. I create art. Um, I make clothes. Um, I love to talk about this kind of stuff. So if any of those things appeal to you, um, yeah, man, holla. Yeah, and yeah. let us know your thoughts on this conversation and any conversations you would like us to have. Thank you so much, babe. You're welcome, girl.